Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're hearing this, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the newly created Neutral Wrestling. I'm here, my name's Danny. I am here today with two guests. Number one, the Lancashire Lip himself. Dan, how are you doing? I am good, Danny. How are you? Yeah, yeah. I could have done with a bit more toing and throwing than that, but we'll move on to our next guest because... Obviously, you haven't got had a lot go happening to you today. Joe, you're back. Last time we spoke to you was when Dan was on holiday. How are you, mate? I'm excellent, mate. Yeah, you? <laughs> yeah, mate, I'm all good. I'm ready to we're go. Doing... <laughs> we're doing well, we're doing well. Right, boys and girls, before we start off, I'm going to have to have a little chat about something I've just seen. Hey, do either of you watch the interview of Chris Van Vliet on YouTube? No. Yeah. Right, so... He's quite good, a uh, young lad, and um, I think he, he sees himself a bit in the Ariel Helwani role only for wrestling rather than MMA. And he's done a lot of WWE interviews, he's done a lot of AEW interviews, and he's also done some really high um, Hollywood interviews as well. You know, real, very famous people. And he was doing an interview earlier on today with, um, you know, Aubrey from AEW, the girl referee. Yeah. And she's got, she had the best nickname ever on the Indies. She was known as Gail Hepner. Yeah. You're not, neither of you's having that. <laughs> That's I, the funniest thing I've heard today. Well, I, I, I've, I've, I've actually heard it before, but yeah. You, you could have given us a bit of a laugh along, Joe, I'll be honest with you. I didn't well, laugh the first time, to be honest. But... Yeah, I did you know? Oh, that's, that's, that's great. You know, the first thing we've successfully done is made me look a twat within these first 10 <laughs> minutes of the show um, on two separate occasions. Um, so we, we may as well get right into this. Um, this week has been a momentous week in wrestling. We've seen the first instalment of the so-called Wednesday Night Wars. Boys, first of all, we'll start with Joe on this on this occasion. Joe, you've been with me. You remember the Monday Night Wars. Mm-hmm. How did this feel for you in um, in relate, you know, in, in relation to what we knew or what we can remember from those days? Um, I think because obviously we've got with social media and stuff. It's it's been a lot more, but you know, I've been able to share it with friends and you know, speak to you guys online and whatever. There's been a real buzz about it, and honestly, like. The Monday and the Tuesday felt like Christmas Eve, waiting for you know Wednesday night. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just feels really you know I haven't felt like this in years when it comes to wrestling as a whole. So there was there was a certain air of excitement. Dan, um, as as a new uh, as somebody who didn't experience really the, the, the Monday night was uh, what what was your I mean you you I'll be honest with you you've been excited all week. Uh, never, never mind all week. Possibly last couple of months about this since it's been announced. How are you feeling? How did it live up to your expectations? Yeah, yeah, it was a real buzz, you know, on on the actual night itself. Um, it's just I don't know. Everyone was like, oh, every, all wrestling fans are going to be complaining at each other. All I've seen is pretty much positivity, positivity, really. Um, yeah, it, it was it was a great feeling watching it live. I was sat there and I thought, Do you know what? All these years we've sat and watched, we've been forced with your Batista, Randy Orton main events. We've been forced with like 
I don't know, December to dismember Randy Orton versus John Cena for the 55th time main event in pay-per-views. And I just thought it's nice that someone's come along and they're going to give the best shot to try and give us something different, something for the fans. I think it's great. Not discounting WWE, who are trying to step their game up as well. So, yeah, it's great. They're going to bring the best out in WWE. Maybe people will say, me, maybe, why didn't you just do your best and put on the best wrestling shows you possibly could do in the first place? But at least they're trying to do that now. What's your reaction to what Dan says there, mate, especially the um, the back end of it where, where we're all of a sudden seeing this fantastic wrestling um, now that it's going head-to-head with the AEW and the build-up to it? Um, and that we maybe haven't seen that as much um, over the course of the last 10 years or so? Well, we, we, I mean, I can't remember the year, but there was, we've been here before with TNA when they went on Monday nights, but there was never as much buzz then as there is now, um, because obviously TNA was always seen as WWE-like, um, and I think it's just the excitement, like Dan says, and I don't even think it's for people who are newer fans. It's for people who have been fans way back. It's still, it's just that excitement of it's something fresh, something new, um, something exciting, and it's just, um, yeah. I've, honestly, it's been a great week, and I'm still buzzing from watching it on Wednesday night. To be <laughs> honest. Good stuff, good stuff. Right, I'm going to go uh, go on to the programs themselves now. Um, I was I was shocked. Um, this week by two things um, when I've watched both shows I watched them both last night so the night after they happened and I was shocked by how much better the production looked in AEW than it did in WWE NXT I was expecting the complete reversal because WWE for all we've criticised we've never criticised them about the stages the, the way that the shows are actually look on TV and the way that they produced. However, last night, there was a major difference for me in the look and feel of the AEW product looking a lot more expensive against the NXT products. For some reason as well, they seem to have darkened the full-sale um, stage setup. Don't understand why. What's Are you serious? That, no, no, yes, I'm completely well, serious. The reason that they've done it, Danny... I think it's it's to hide the fact they're trying to make that building not look like. Do you know what I mean? If they had the if they had the lights on dead bright like they used to have for NXT, you'd see openly that there's only three four hundred people in there. So I think they've done that as a way to sort. You not try and make the arena dark or the building dark, um, which is obviously like you said, it's making the production of the actual show suffer. Um, I think they're, they're gonna. It, it's gonna happen. In it, it's say if they'd have beat NXT, if they'd have beat AEW in the ratings, I think they probably would have stayed in full sale. But you can imagine Vince McMahon. He sat on his in his office, switches on the TV, sees NXT for the first time, and he's like, "Why? Why are we filming this in some dingy warehouse? I know it's not dingy, but you know what I'm saying. The building is just not. It's not what you expect from WWE, especially with it being dark. But yeah. Yeah, well, I said, you know, I said on the night, it's like, if you're a casual or a new fan and you're flicking between the two, and you've got NXT and AEW, 100% of these new fans are going to be drawn to AEW. It's colourful, it's bright, it looks big time, it looks full, it looks exciting. And like Dan said, it just looked dingy, NXT. And, it, you know, I think when it was 
originally conceived, it was like this indie-rific uh, production for the network. But now it's on TV. And like Dan just said, they're going to have to move from full sale. And I think if ratings don't shift in the next three or four weeks, I, you can see NXT going on the road. And you'll be, you know, it'll be like watching Raw and SmackDown, but it'll be black and yellow instead of red and blue. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I, I agree. And I, I think my, my, my thoughts with it was, who are they trying to hide it from? We all know what full sale looks like. I guarantee you, the only new viewers that were tuning in that night were not tuning in to see NXT. They were tuning in to see AEW. So who are they trying to hide full sale from? Um, that, but I do agree that the, the... I don't even think they're going to be looking at arenas, at like the, the 10, 12,000-seat arenas. Um, you look at these ice hockey arenas that can look big, but can hold 3,000 people. I think that's probably what they're going to do because they don't want to oversaturize the markets. I had a look at tickets last night for the upcoming AEW shows, and there's, the tickets are readily available. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with that going forward. Now, straight out of the gate um, on AEW, it's uh, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes. Um, quite apt that Cody's the first wrestler's face on the uh, on the show. Um, and I don't know whether I've noticed this before. Cody's music, um, and I think it says there's more than one family in wrestling, or there's more than one royal family in wrestling, or something like that. And I've never really took much notice of it. Um, but as soon as it hit that night, and you think, well, this is Cody Rhodes' has started his own company along with Tony Khan and the, the you know the, the young books and what have you who've already put a show on whose father used to run a competition during the best days against Vince McMahon uh, whether it be the NWA or WCW and I had for the first time it actually clicked with me that music now I am a bit slow on the uptake so you'll have to excuse me that um, and Cody and Sammy Guevara go out for me there was no real story behind this However, it was an opening match. WWE, I think, were expecting this because, or expecting something along the lines, because they start out, they come out with an NXT World Title match as their first match. Guys, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, Danny, the thing is, yeah, when when it first got announced, I was like, Sammy Guevara versus Cody Rhodes, your first ever TV match. Thought that's, I don't know, it was just a bit like random. But I think, I don't know, obviously, maybe at the time they knew Cody Rhodes was going to be the first challenger for the title, so they wanted him on the show. Obviously, there's the link with uh, Dusty on, well, more than a link, with Dusty on the show. Um, so they wanted him to open the show and against the talent who they must obviously see something in. Um, but yeah, it was a surprising choice of opener, but I prefer wrestling shows that start off it was a nice opening match. Do you know what I mean? You don't want to start off your show with the best match you're going to put on of the night, the biggest match of the night. It shouldn't open the show. That's a NXT putting that on the show was reactive, whereas the move that AEW said, AEW did by having Cody open the show was proactive. So NXT are just reacting to what AEW doing, and that isn't going to work for me. Well, anyway. that, that, that actually brings us to a point. This. 
that you build to a crescendo. Now you don't start with the the big one and then work your way down. But Joe was actually watching um, screen by screen. Yeah, I saw um, that. What was um, what was your thoughts on this, Joe? Where was your attention um, at, at the start of this? Um, well, the attention um, it was all it was on Riddle and Cole. Um, because I, I've read earlier it's going to be Cody and Sammy Gabbara's opening, and I half expected Cody to come out and cut a long promo, and um, that would be competing against a NXT World Title match. Um, and I think I'll be honest, that is the only time my attention was taken away from him, uh, Dynamite was to watch Cody uh, to watch Cole and Riddle, um, and I. I, I come back and watch the opener. I think it's a perfect opener, personally, uh, Cody. He has to be the one to come out first. Um, I think he's the one everyone wants to see. There was a slight storyline. Um, don't know if you missed it, Danny. The whole angle was if Cody didn't beat Sammy Guevara, he wouldn't... He wouldn't uh, get to the like, yeah, it, it yeah. Could. yeah, they, they mentioned that, didn't so, they? And yeah. At the time, as I see the doubt in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, maybe this is going to be a field turn for MJ or something, it's going to cost Cody, and then that's going to go in that direction. And also, in hindsight, I mean, I don't know if this they are a faction, but from what we've seen at the end of the show, they look like you've got this heel faction in the group, which includes Sammy Guevara, which goes back to the beginning of the show. But um, yeah, I thought it was a perfect opener. Um, like Dan said, it was for NXT to put the world title match against it seemed a bit petty. Um, mm. Or if probably looking at their point of view, they're starting the show with a bang. But, well, yeah, that's I, it. And I think what you said there, Joe, is correct in terms of you all the best draws. Like when we used to watch Raw and we couldn't, you know, we could, we re- we could really enjoy. It. There was a, a, a st- there was not only the ongoing stories of feuds and what have you, but there was a story that ran throughout the night, you know, mm-hmm. a mini story, and that was exactly what, what what that was. That was from the very opening match, there was a build, and there was a, a work of way through. You'll see Jericho another couple of times that, during the night, um, and, and that was the story that lined through the, the whole show. Um, now, I don't want to go through each and every one match by match, because next we've seen... MJF versus Brandon Cutler and Io Shirai versus Maya Yim. Um, both um, the MJF quite a short match. The other one went for about fifteen minutes. I don't think there was much to talk about in these matches. Um, any thoughts from you guys on either it's MJF's promo or the result in the uh, uh, in the women's match in NXT? Well, I'm just looking, Donny, and the MJF versus Brandon Cutler match, um, that lost 111,000 viewers in comparison to the EO Shirai match, which only lost 15,000 viewers. Just a little fact that I saw there. That's quite a big loss, really, 110,000 viewers. So, obviously, people weren't too interested in that. But this match was just there purely to... They, they, they see MJF as a star, or he's going to be a star. They just wanted to get him over with the mainstream audience. Served its purpose. It was nothing more, nothing less mean than just to get MJF known with the mainstream audience that are watching. And, Joe, I think you picked up on something today yeah. uh, around this on ITV's coverage. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to make another point. But, yeah, um, they've actually edited the match out 
of the um, ITV hub. So um, there's no MJF match on the ITV foot, uh, coverage. Um, I think it's because the commentators swear on it. But yeah, there's no MJF match on the ITV, which is a shame because he's probably one of the biggest stars you've got, or the most entertaining stars you've got. And my other point was going to be that, as I said, as you said earlier, I was watching side by side, and as MJF was coming out and cutting his promo down the ramp, you had Velveteen Dream cutting his promo, and it was quite interesting, really, because you've probably got the two guys from each, or one guy from each company who could arguably see have the most potential in Velveteen Dream and MJF. And having seen both the promos, MJF is leagues ahead of Velveteen Dream. And I think um, it's going to be interesting to see where AEW go with MJF because I think they've got, they've struck gold, really. Um, you know, he's probably one of the best heroes in the business already. Definitely. He's only 23 as well. That That's yeah. scary. 23. But going back to what you said, you said, Joe, um, about the swearing, I'm pretty sure it was Tony Schiavone, didn't he? Do you remember he said... Um, he, oh, about MJF, he said, I hope that little prick loses. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be what it'll be, won't it? Yeah. But and they couldn't the, edit that out, but they've taken edited, the match out. Edited the full match out. But on the other hand, Fight TV, I don't know if either of you watched it on Fight TV, there's no adverts on Fight TV. It's great. So, do you know yeah. what I mean? You didn't miss any of it. You, you got like a bit of shots. You know, like when they show UFC, where it just shows the building for a few minutes. But do you know what I mean? We didn't miss anything in terms of intervals. I went on Twitter, you know, going on Twitter, during, and everyone was like, when Cody was getting beat down by Jericho, that was during a commercial. Yeah, yeah. I was speaking to someone who was watching a stream and saying, "We're, I'm seeing this. While you're watching commercials, I'm actually seeing Jericho do his beat down. I'm like, this is like, I mean, Fight TV, that's your value for money there. And yeah, so it's, it's probably going to be worth sticking with Fight TV, to be honest. I mean, it's only two or three pounds, so... Yeah, you're looking at like a pound a show, aren't you, really? Yeah. If, are you going to plan it on staying up? You stayed up, didn't you, for this? Yeah, I get every Thursday off work, so... Oh, you're laughing it's, there. It's, uh, but I think from next week, it'll just be AEW, and then I'll catch NXT when it comes on, uh, on Friday morning or whatever. Yeah, that's what I did this week. Just watched AEW, stayed on. I just tweeted, didn't like read anyone's tweets, and then watched NXT the next morning. But I, it went. It, it was really good watching it live. I, I don't know. I yeah. felt like I was involved. Yeah, while, and, while yeah. Danny was out with the fairies. Yeah. Hey, they're nice lads. Don't speak about them like that. <laughs> um, want to just go into a, a little, a little bit of an aside. Um, there was a couple of celebrity celebrity appearances on both shows. Um, there was uh, the actors that play Jay and Silent Bob, um, who were uh, got into a little bit of a I don't understand why with the, a little bit of a fracas with Jay um, and Helico and I've forgotten his name. I love the guy Jack Evans. Jack Evans and yeah. also uh, Wally, not Wally. Wally uh, brought whale. out these... Whale? I was thinking good, Wally. Good, I thought it was good whale. old Whale. Um, well, it's, it's Wally Mania, isn't it? They have at the um, at the Mania events that they call it. They seem to call it oh, Wally. Right. Um, so, anyway, and he brought the Street Profits out 
Um, and I'll be honest with you, I think um, the celebrity appearance that got over most for me was Wally. I think he, oh. he, he was he was he was really good um, for a singer, a rapper coming out in wrestling. We all we all remember what happened in Madison Square Garden with that other dope. Um, uh, going to the garden, yeah. Going to the garden. Going to the garden. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so boys, which ones impressed you more, or are you not bothered? I'm, I'm, I'm a big James and Bob fan, so I, I was I was I moved out for that to be honest. And I don't know who Wally or Wally or Whale is, so yeah, AEW got it spot on for me. And if you didn't get the link between Jack Evans and Jane Silent Bob, then um, the weed, four twenty, yeah, the weed, four twenty. That's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I'm too old for all that, mate. Um, yeah, it's so, our, it's our generation, that Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, it wasn't my it wasn't my thing, mate. I'll be honest with you. Um, Okay, so which is this? I mean, is, is this something that makes a difference? Is it something you'd like to see more? If it's appropriate, or I, I, like, I'll be honest, I'm not asked. I can I do without it. I think it should not every week, but do you know what I mean. There's like you, I don't know, like you can remember certain things. You know, like stuff like that stands out. Like put it this way, I can remember when Kevin Owens power bombed um, Machine Gun Kelly off the stage. Do you know what I mean? You rem- sometimes I think it maybe not with us, but celebrity appearances do help with like your yeah. mainstream audience. Like if they think, oh, well, if he's at the show, maybe I should check this out. Do you know what I mean? If he if the celebrity tweets out that they're watching the show, it can have an influence, get viewers. It just makes the show seem a bit more. I don't know. I think cool. it adds a little bit. Obviously, you don't want them. If he showed up to say a Fight Club Pro show, you'd be like, what are you doing here? But on like a mainstream television product. Like, you you guys watched the Monday Night Wars. I feel like when I watched a few things back, there was, like, a live performance by someone. I can't... You know, there was a there was a concert or something on one of the shows. Oh, Kiss um, did the concert. Was it yeah, Kiss? Yeah, it's, it's on the Nitro, I think. Yeah. Um, but I'd, you'd often get, like, Arnie, wouldn't you? And, you know, you'd get proper A-list celebrities back then. Like, I remember, I remember Arnold Schwarzenegger on SmackDown, but I think as long as the celebrities... Involvement's kept to a minimum, and I don't want any celebrity guest GMs or anything. But I don't mind them if they're inside, if they're relevant. You know, it adds a bit of cool factor. And I think with AEW, it did no harm because it's just um, it makes it big, t- a bit bigger time. If that makes sense. Yeah, I mean that that's fair enough. And again, it's to each their own. You see, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of pop culture, so I don't know a lot of them. Like I didn't know who that Machine Gun Kelly was. I remember him taking the bump because it was a brutal bump. Um, my perspective, it's things like Lawrence Taylor, where Bam Bam pulled that match yeah. out of him, and uh, Stephen and Mel, and things like that, where you know people are actually making an effort. Then yeah, go ahead, go and do it. Um, but we shall move on from there anyway. Um, next on AEW, we've got a what I thought was a good match. And I, I, I feel a bit crap saying it, but I expected a bit more. And it was p- the Bastard Pack versus Adam Page. Dan, I, th- I thought it was boring. I, I'm not going to lie. This was the yeah. point of the night where I was sat there thinking... Mm, it's two o'clock. I'm a bit tired from last night's journey to Middlesbrough. Should I, should I just knock it on the head and go to bed? And then I don't know. It was it, 
it just I don't I'm not really sure about what they've done with Hangman Page. It just doesn't I feel like they should be doing more promo based stuff than just having him out there wrestle when he's not we don't know. If unless you like watch being in the elite every week, you don't really know who he is. But, but he's know. not the same person on being the elite either. He's no. doing this cowboy gimmick and there's no explanation. I, I mean, even I I know Adam Pages and I've known Adam Page from Ring of Honor and stuff, but this whole um it's gone like extreme cowboy gimmick and there's no explanation and it doesn't I'm with you guys. I think he's he's a great talent. He's he's got the look, he, he can go in the ring, but I think him being in the ring with Pac highlighted that he's got a long, long way to go. Um I think Pac is leagues above him in terms of being a performer. And yeah, I just found I was the same as you. It was, it was probably the worst match of the show in terms of it went too long and it didn't yeah. highlight Hangman whatsoever I, I, I as well um, there, there was there was no real there was no real talk of well the, the debut show when Pac pulled it you know you, you can make a story out of that um, I, I know they mentioned the, the Southside match very briefly um, but I, I don't know it, it just wasn't I, I think it could have been a lot more high profile but I, I think character feeling they're, um, they're almost holding back on Adam Page because obviously they, 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 he's going to be the guy in a year or two's time. And I almost feel like well, they can't not have him on the show. So they've got him in the middle of the card just you know, drifting along while at the, you know, the top guys are doing their thing. And I think I feel like they're holding back, but it's almost to his detriment, really, because you, you know he's there and you're looking at him yeah. thinking, well, he's not doing anything. And we've got no interest in him. By the time a year comes, I won't care if he's chasing the title. So, no. I think it's, it's one of them. It's, he probably could have done without being on the show, to be honest. You know, like they, they held Sean Spears back, um, like the Luchasaurus. And, and I think Adam Page is probably one of them who probably could have been held back a bit. Yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll move on and we'll say we'll go over back over to NXT and there was a match between Johnny Gargano and Shane Thorne. Um, I didn't catch a lot of this match, I'll be honest with you. So I'll leave this to you first, Dan. It was just I don't know. It was just the same as the match I'd watched before. I felt like I don't know. The NXT show was just it was match after match after match. They were good matches, but they were very similar to each other. They were all like, you know what I mean? They were all good, but. It was just like, I don't know, I felt like I'd watched enough wrestling at one point. I felt like they needed to do something different. I mean, you've got, sorry to go on about it again, you've got Mauro Ronello screaming as if this is like Rock Austin 4. And it's just, I don't know. For me, I was just getting to the point. I'd, I'd, you can't go from watching Matt Riddle against Adam Cole in a great match to after it having this for me. But... It it, it it was a fine match, but I was sort of getting a bit... Mm. Joe, do you want to follow that up? Same, mate. It was average. It was, uh, I think the problem with the NXT show is that you've got three takeover-level matches for the title, and then they tried to set two or three competitive matches in between, and I think it probably would have been better to have had, like, get Keith Lee or Donovan Dijakovic and... You know, let them squash someone in between. Um, it wasn't an exciting match. Um, it was just, it was. I think it was there to showcase Johnny Gagano, but like you said, it was 
unnecessary. I think, and it was just average. It was just, and I think it happened at the same time as the Hangman Page match, and it was just like, well, this is <laughs> tough going yeah. at like two in the morning. Yeah, I can I can see why you feel like that. I mean, me and Dan were talking the other week. I, I think you've seen it, but I think you saw it on Fight TV when we went to New Japan in the Copper Box for Royal Quest. Um, Dan's just been talking there about um, how he feels like we're only up to halfway through the show here, or you know, midway through the show, and he's already feels like he's seen too much wrestling, whereas New Japan. It was match after match after match. Literally, yeah. as the loser was leaving the ring, the referee was to the was in the ring for the next match, and it shows how a build on a on a show actually dictates. Dan was well up for that because he just like this is great. There's no interruptions. It's just all wrestling. But yeah. because we've started like this, it just shows how critical it can be to the enjoyment of fans. And I think they have been reactionary, and unfortunately. I think they may have made a mis- mistake, but you know what? Next week, AEW will make a mistake at the way they book the talent, and so will NXT again. So it will all even itself out, I think. Danny, um, what you know in the morning when you wake up, mm. yeah, would you ever consider having a steak or a gammon or a roast dinner or a Conor big Ma- meat? You, would, Conor, you wouldn't. Conor, Conor McGregor, steak and eggs for breakfast, baby. You wouldn't do it. You have a nice summit just to say you go in a yogurt, some cereal, some toast. Do you know what I mean? You start off with that. You don't start off with a massive meal. You have that at the end of the day. So, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, I well, felt this, like this watching we, this, this. This is what we've said. Yeah. You try and stop me to... from ranting, aren't you? Don't try and stop me from ranting. No, no. I'm the... <laughs> but I, get what, I get what they're trying to do. It's to play devil's advocate. They, they knew people were going to be flicking. And they know people are going to be watching both, so they wanted to grab the attention straight out the uh, 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 straight from the off. However, as we've discovered, the problem with that is the attention then wanes. Um, so that's why they've done it. But obviously, um, the women's match um, next on AEW. I'll be, be honest with you, I enjoyed this, and I enjoyed it more for the fact that the crowd was so into this match. It was great seeing the energy within the crowd. Um, I don't think the match was four or five stars, but I think it was a decent match. And, um, and we are with Rio and Nyla Rose yeah. um, for the women's title. Sorry, Joe. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, I, I liked the fact that it was Rio won. Um, Nyla Rose... Some I think there were some rough spots there. Um, I think if they're going to push her, they they need to maybe they need maybe maybe need to need put her on a low heat for a while, cut off some of that roughness, and then and then give her the uh, give her the push she needs. Then, what's your thoughts, uh, Dan? First of all, Mike, it wasn't a great match. You know what I mean? Nyla Rose is green, yeah. Right, it wasn't a great match or anything in terms of it wasn't old card or Omega, whatever you want to say, right? But I'd gone from watching Hangman against um, Pack, yeah, and I was thinking, should I go to bed? It's getting late, and ten minutes into this match, I'm on the edge of my seat, willing Rio to win. So you know what I mean? To me, if I'm on the edge of my seat, rooting for one person to win just from what they've done in the ring, it's 
that could be classed as a great match. It wasn't the best work in the match, but I loved it. It was my favourite match of the night. As you said, the crowd helped it a lot. I thought, like, some, like you say, some of the spots were rough, but I think that made it more... I don't know. It added a bit of charm to the match. I, I love this match. I don't know why. Yeah, no, I, 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 I enjoyed it myself. I, I did enjoy it myself. I really enjoyed this match. And do you know what? Another thing, we went back to the fight TV thing. The best part of the match was during the commercial. Because I, I was trying to work out, there was like a submission holding. I think Rio escapes out of it. The crowd are going crazy and then JR goes. But we're back on the show now, ladies and gentlemen. And I thought, what? The live TV audience have just missed that. That was great. So, yeah, love this match. And I love the fact they put the belt on Rio because WWE would have put it on Nyla. Oh, Joe? yeah. Joe, did you enjoy it? Or was, yeah, was man, that I loved it. I thought, I thought it was brilliant. And the same as you. It was, um, I think it was a perfect match after Hangman and Pac. Um, there was a spot when she went out, uh, she did the moonsault. She missed it and landed on the chairs. Yes. And as soon as that happened, the match picked up, the crowd picked up. I think 14,000 people agree with us. It was a brilliant match. Um, yeah, I just thought it was. I think I've been really impressed with the uh, the Yoshi, the Joshi girls, is it? Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, I think that's a threat match. Not my thing, women, yeah. And um, my only thing is, is uh, I don't know if you noticed, you've got the score, the um, the the win loss record, and Nyla Rose is 0 3 now, which, yeah, yeah. Needs to pick up some. She needs to, pick, you know, she's like the the monster of the division, and you know she's zero and three, so she needs to start winning. But yeah, I'm impressed with them both. A few botches from Nyla Rose, but I don't I, on the fight coverage. Um, it was an awkward bit, and the, when the goes to commercial, and Nyla Rose and Rio are just standing opposite each other. Yeah, at the start um, of the match, really, weren't it? That yeah, was awkward. really awkward, and they look. They both looked a bit nervous as well. Um, so this is probably the biggest matches of their career, but I honestly, I, I loved it. I was like Dan said, edge of the seat stuff. Right, um, personally, I would have liked to see Nala Rose win. Just I, I've always preferred the the um, the heel to be the first champion, and then Riho and the other girls chasing her. But yeah, 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 yeah I can see where you're that, from that. But yeah, it was uh, it's a perfect match after. Uh, Hangman and Pack, and it was match of the night, maybe. Um, I think one of the three better matches, or one of the two better matches, anyway. So yeah, it was a spot on. Well, that's uh, that's good. Man. We're going over to a uh, to NXT, and we'll cover two matches, and then we'll go back to the respective main events of either uh, either show. Um, uh, we'll another women's title match. Shayna Baszler, one of my favourite women on the scene. Um, Possible, no, never mind. Um, but yeah, Candice LeRae. Thought it was again. It was. It was. I don't think it was as good a match. I think it was a decent match. I didn't really buy into the story or the story of the match the way I did with the AEW match. Um, I see Shayna Baszler as a great character, just a badass ex MMA. Um, it will stretch you. It will hurt you. Candice LeRae at the moment, I'm not seeing nothing but a blue chip shiny baby face that smiles and waves and sells I don't see a lot more to a character than that um, Dan again we'll start with you mate what was your thoughts on this one yeah um, it. I don't know it, it was a good match 
but it wasn't, I can't really remember much about it. I remember thinking, yeah, it's all right. I remember three dives in a row from Candice and then Shayna taps her out. I was a bit like, who is actually going to beat Shayna for this belt? Um, I say, yeah, it, it was a good, I, I actually do. I think Candice is a really good worker, to be honest. And she had a great match with uh, Eo Shirai at the last takeover. For me, it was the match of the night. Um, but yeah, I don't know if they're taking like the Johnny Gargano route with her, maybe like having a try and overcome, like uh, Joe was just saying, um, with how he likes baby faces overcoming the odds. Maybe they're going to try and do that long term with Candice. But yeah, it, it, it was fine. Joe, did you what did you think of this match? Did you enjoy it or? Yeah, yeah, it was a typical women's NXT takeover match. Um, the earlier women's match between Shirai and my game was a lot better. Um, because I never believed for one second that Candice LeRae was ever going to beat Shayna Baszler anyway. So, and I know, yeah, it, it was a decent average. Um, it just didn't have the drama for me of uh, yeah. what a women's title match should have been. Um, oh. and like maybe it's further down the line between these two, but yeah, I wouldn't be pushed if I didn't see these two again. Um, no. I think, I think the two in the earlier match. That's just more exciting to watch. And one th- one thing we have missed as we've gone past, or I've missed specifically, is of course after the um, the Adam Cole baby uh, Matt Riddle match, there was the appearance of a certain Finn Finley Balor. Um, well, none of us had remembered it, so it can't be that yeah. key. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That just shows. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean. Three people. Honestly, until you said it, I forgot that happened. Well, I I think the the good thing about it was the reaction he got within the within the live arena. It was a very big pop. Yeah, Um, twenty guys were going crazy for him, weren't they? Twenty we get every week. The um, what I will say as well is, um, you know, it's it's a fresh match if it happens. Um, It's Bullet Club versus Bullet Club. Um, the the founder against one of the people who was in it, whilst it was at its hottest. Um, I don't know. I, I I would be more excited about a Champa feud than I would be about a uh, Finn Balor feud at the moment. Yeah, definitely. But Balor in WWE, just I don't know. He he has he has good matches, but I don't know. He he, he doesn't really ever give you that great classic match, does he? Do you know what I mean? So I found it hard to get. Like, when he came out at NXT TakeOver Blackpool against Jordan Devlin, I'm thinking, this is going to be great. And it was it was just, it was all right. But oh. yeah, I'm more, I'd be more excited for Ciampa against Cole. But I don't think Ciampa's ready, anywhere near ready to wrestle at the moment. But we'll see. Okay. Um, I mean, the next match uh, was Pete Dunne versus Danny Birch. I've actually got nothing to say about the match, good or bad. Um, No. All commercials anyway, weren't it? I only feel like I saw a couple of minutes of it. Yeah. Joe? It's two of my favourite guys as well, but yeah, I don't remember too much about it. Um, Again, I think they threw too much at the card. They just threw too much at the, the episode and... You just get to, you know, when you're watching, like, oh, there's six matches on this, and there wasn't any squashes. This would have been an ideal place in the car to get Keith Lee against Jack Jobber or someone and, you know, just beat mm. him in two minutes. But, yeah, um, it's a shame, really, because I'm a big fan of both guys, but honestly don't remember too much about it. 
and I've not well, much to say other than it's okay. I think a point that Dan's been making and a valid point that he's been making for the last few months at least is, and I appreciate this now, we're in October and there's what, a couple of months left of uh, 2019. What has Pete done, done in 2019? It's not been a great deal, has it? I mean, in short, take over Cardiff, what has Tyler Bate done? It's... um. Mm. You know, you could, it's the same argument for Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. It's like these UK deals haven't really it promised much, but they haven't delivered much at all. Well, I, I think mean, we were Pete, hoping by now it'd all be on XT proper, but but Pete Dunn was always the big one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was always the the, the shine. But well, he was in uh, War Games last year. Yeah, you think this is it? But yeah, he's not done anything really. Right, okay. So, should I, we move one on thing to I will say, times? Danny, on this, yep. sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. Um, I'm used to sending text messages to customers saying, Sorry to bother you, but you owe me four <laughs> weeks window cleaning money. Um, yeah, I, I did like the way that I, I would be interested. I'm trying to be positive about NXT. I, I, I am interested in seeing a Pete Dunn, um, Damien Priest. Feud, Punishment Martinez, feud match. I always used to say to you, Danny, I was a fan of Punishment Martinez in Ring of Honor. He always stood out. Um, so, yeah, maybe, hopefully, if them two are given a program, it'll be... It, do you know what I mean? Pete Dunne, like we just said, he, he needs, like, a program or a feud. What what was his last feud? But, I suppose yeah. it was Walter, wasn't it? The yeah, the blow-off of the, 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 the title. But, that happened in NXT. No one saw it. Um, so we're moving on boys and we're moving on to the six man tag team match Chris Jericho versus uh, Chris Jericho and Ortiz and Santana were not allowed to call them LAX against the elite of Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson my, my things, I think I was, I was a bit disappointed at how no not disappointed I was surprised that this didn't last very long it went on for 12 minutes um, there's some great spots in the match um, I, I think the, um, the the Northern Light suplexes um, the, that was done where it was one and then another and then a double Northern Lights uh, the way they stepped through them absolutely fantastic um, and I really enjoyed the spot um, where Kenny went through the table because it was something different. Yes, we know the glass was gimmicked, otherwise this back would have been fucked. But I really, really enjoy- enjoyed them two spots in particular. Didn't really, as much as I liked seeing Moxley coming out, to, um, I, I, I don't know whether that was the right time and place to do it um, at that point in the match when the match is still going on. Nothing's been said that it's a no-disqualification match. I will change it up a bit, Joe. We'll go to you first on this one. Yeah, as a match, it was you know decent, decent TV main event. As an angle, I thought it was brilliant. I yes, thought it was perfectly. I mean, I say perfectly executed. I think he picked up on like maybe they could have had a ref bump or something to explain why he didn't disqualify the other team when uh, Moxley ran in. But other than that, yeah, I think it was it was a perfect angle to end your first TV show on. Um, and it was enjoyable as well. It was typical books. Um, yeah, and I just I thought, uh, I mean, oh. we won't go on to the end just yet, but yeah, I thought it was it was a decent match, but a brilliant angle, if that makes sense. Yeah, and Dan, do you, do you want to um, 
take us through that angle as part of your thoughts on this match as well. Tell us what happened. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, do you know what I mean? They, they sort of established, what would you call it, an alliance. Um, Jake Hager, formerly Jack Swagger, um, debuted for AEW. Um, I've seen a lot of criticism. I, like, I, I know you, Martin was messaging me saying, oh, Jack, what's Jack Swagger doing? They don't need to be doing that. I think I, I sort of disagree. Um, he stands out in AEW. He's a big guy. I don't know. I think it's. I was really happy with what happened. Um, it sort of reminded me a bit of like, you know, when we've seen uh, Scheidenfreude at like a Fight Club Pro show, like yeah. that big group mentality. And I think it's good because you really need someone to oppose the elite. Do you know what I mean? Because you can maybe down the line, who knows, six months time, if you could have even like a war game style sort of match where you've got Cody, Hangman, the Elite against these five. Um, I thought it was good. Do you know what I mean? You've now got something which AEW needed. Another heel. Do you know what I mean? The AEW crowd are going to see Jack Hager as a heel once the buzz from him debuting wears away. Um, The match itself... I thought Nick Jackson, I think he I really think he could be a great singles wrestler in a few years. Um yeah. I, I really do. I think he stands out. Um so yeah, really positive about that. Like you, you touched on Danny, I, I don't know. To me, it didn't really make much sense in Moxley coming out during the match and it not being a DQ. I know Tony Khan said, Oh, I, I don't like DQ finishes and um ref bumps and stuff like that. Well, don't have someone interfere in the middle of the match if you don't like DQ. Save that till after. Oh, yeah. So that's the one thing I didn't like, interference. Like, it's a sports presentation, we've been told. I don't want to like go out and say or criticise AEW, really. But in the first match, we had Brandy Rhodes sort of interfering in the match. And then in the main event, we had John Moxley interfering in the match. So, yeah. Mm. But, but overall, I, I the, thing, the thing was as well, obviously, first of all, it was... Um, it, it, the, the interference come and it was in the form of uh, Moxley, um, who doesn't seem to have any allegiance with this alliance. He was just going on it from Kenny. And then it was Sammy Guevara. It was Jake Hager. It was, um, of course, uh, Jericho and the uh, Santana and Ortiz. Um, and that was all against Dustin Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, the young bucks and yeah, Kenny was getting his ass kicked by uh by, by, by on, on the other side, wasn't he? Um so that's how it finished. It was a bit of a schmoz ending. Um I thought the reception for Jake Hager was absolutely unbelievable. Far more than I could get than I thought it would be. That crowd went mad when he came out and they saw who it was. Yeah. Definitely, I think, and I, and I think again, going on what what, what may have been mentioned before, you, you look at um, look at AEW, and, and aside from like the likes of Luchasaurus, um, there's no there's no big guys in there. There's no guys that you could think like um, New Japan have got Tomohiro Ishii or WWE have got Samoa Joe or Brock Lesnar. There's no big guys. This is a guy who's a Division One wrestling champion. Who's actually who can actually fight? He's two and zero in his MMA career. He is a legitimate. He's somebody you can legitimately see in an enforcer role, like an the Arn Anderson role. Um, and I he's think that is. Yeah. I was going to say he's also someone that the crowd will hate as well. There's yeah. only really pack 
MJF lower down on the card, but you've got Jack Hager, Jake Hager, who, I mean, there's a lot of shades of grey in AEW, but with Jack Hager, he's a definitive heel, a yeah. definitive heel, and um, and I think, I don't think he's there long term, I think he's just, you know, it probably someone for Cody to beat on the way to Jericho, um, a bit of muscle for Jericho on the yeah. TV up until the next pay-per-view, so I, 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 I love the fact that he's... Um, because I remember the, there were rumours about Jack Swagger coming in. I was like, oh, Jack Swagger. But, yeah, the pop, the way it was done, and when you look at, you know, the possibilities, uh, yeah, I'm all for it, to be honest. No worries. Well, listen, I, I want to bounce around a few very quick subjects here before before we wrap this up. Um, first of all, it comes out, uh, I think Dan's got, got probably got a better idea of the, uh, the figures than me, but... Overwhelmingly, um, the the viewing figures go to AEW. I think it was one point four million to eight eight hundred ninety thousand. Was that right, Dan? Eight hundred ninety one thousand. Right. Okay. And I've heard today um, that uh, I don't know how true this was. I've heard it uh, when I was looking through Twitter and I was scanning through that after VOD, uh, not VOD, sorry, on demand services have been watched. Over the the time that's passed now, I believe that AEW is up to one point nine million, and the WWE is at one point two million. Um, right. Well, so, Danny, just touching on it, and another thing I thought is really, really interesting. Right. So, obviously, after AEW finished, we had the NXT main event of um, Street Profits. Oh God! Profit. Yes, sorry. This is this is me. I do apologise. No, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I meant Street Profits. Yeah. It's not, to me, there wasn't that much to really talk about. Anyway, we have the return of Tommaso Ciampa, um, the tag team match. But I was just reading through the Observer before, right? Do you know how many people joined the NXT show? with? Te- Obviously, they overran it deliberately to get more viewers, yes. yeah? So I think it overran by about 10 minutes or something. The figure of people that joined the NXT show after AEW finished was only 139,000. So... Doesn't, su- it, doesn't surprise really? me. Really? So. Surprise me. I thought it'd be way more than that. Well, you've listened to your mate Meltzer over the course of the last three or four months. He's saying the people who are watching AEW aren't necessarily the people who are also watching NXT. Um, he's he's saying that there's there's going to be crossover, but the, the two totally different... Yeah. Views. Um, well, I, think, I didn't. I didn't really believe in me. The, um, I think one of the big numbers that have come out is the numbers for the eighteen to forty-nine demographic, which is like the target audience that they want desperately. Uh, AEW yeah. came out with 0.7 NFC came out with point three, which is basically AEW got the equivalent of what NXT got as a whole in that demographic. Um, and I, I think do, that's a big issue. That, well, just to explain, I was going to say, with that demographic, it's the one that advertisers love the most. It's the one they're yeah. willing to pay for. Um, so, so it's not advertisers. Um, <laughs> the advertisers will, will, will obviously go for that. Um, you ignorant little shit. Um, the other, the other thing was that, that, that's noted from. I think we read the same article. It said that the average, uh, and this has confused me, I'll be honest, the average WWE fan is 44 years old. The average age of the WWE fan. Now, to me, 
looking that's in America, looking in Britain, I often think as WWE fan as the younger fan. I don't know whether how right or wrong I am here. No, I agree with you. Sometimes I I, I always hear that all WWE only old people watch WWE, but whenever I've been to a WWE show in the UK, it's full of kids and parents yeah. who are being dragged to go. Yeah, I think there's a difference between live events and TV viewers, though, isn't there? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I, I do get what you mean. I mean. I mean, to say that the average age is 44 means there's fans aging from 18 to 88. And I don't, you don't see you know, yeah. people in the 60s, so 70s and 80s. Well, yeah. I've got a question for you two, right? I talked about this on the other show that I recorded, right? So the 139,000 people that went from oh. AEW to NXT, yeah, right, is also pretty much the difference in the people that didn't watch NXT. So last week's NXT did like 1.0 something million, and this week it did 890,000. So that's a difference to say, what, 120, 130,000. And that's also the difference of people that then went back to NXT after the show. So are we saying that out of those 1.4 million viewers of AEW or however many people watch AEW, that only 139,000 are around that mark watch both? Is that what you two think, Mark? Because I was no, wondering no. myself, I mean, no? If you, well, if you look at the total views, what is it, 1.4, um, 0.8, 0.9, that's like what's that, 2.8. Two million, is it? Yeah. So you know, you, you have the total viewership. That's like, you know, two million. You know, two million people have watched it, and Raw just about gets two two million. NXT last week broke a million. So there's, I think, what Danny is trying to say is, eight hundred thousand fans who don't usually watch NXT in the last two weeks from nowhere have come and started watching AEW. Yeah, I, I understand what what. What I what I think is that that's I think a lot of people AEW fans uh, or people who watch both have watched the first couple of weeks of NXT to see see what it's like and obviously now there's a choice so what that's that's one tenth of the of the viewership um, for for WWE um, that have gone back over to their their channel so the, what what that I think that'll give them quite quite a measure of hope to say well there's there's at least one tenth of our audience that we can we can win back. Um, I think it's going to go back and forth, and I, I honestly do. And what we've got to remember as well is back in the day, and it was the Monday Night Wars. The only thing we had to market on was the television ratings. Now the viewing habits of people have changed. People don't watch as much live TV because the lives are so busy that they can't always tune in and watch on. They they are watching it on TiVo or, or on demand or through the hub or through Fight TV or, let's be honest, streaming it illegally. Um, so so when, when these figures that, that, that we're looking at, I, I don't think this is going to be the be-all and end-all in this Monday Night Wars. I think as the wars go on, or the Wednesday Night Wars, we will evolve in how we track these things. And it may be more towards match enjoyment. It may be more towards show enjoyment. I don't know. But I don't think we're going to be talking about these ratings for as long as we used to. Uh, to be honest, I've never got the with TV ratings, really. It's always a measurement of 
a small percentage of people who actually watch TV. Um, for all we know, the 40 million people that didn't watch, who haven't, who aren't registered with Nielsen, probably watched AEW. But you know, so for all we know, 42 million people watched it. But yeah, it's. I think it's one of those things that I don't get why people get too hung up on it. It's a nice marker to see how well they're doing. But like you said, there's a million other, well, a dozen other ways of watching it. Um, exactly. Yeah, and um, you've got NFTs available on the network in the US at 24 hours later. So um, I think the big one is next week. It's just, take. I think it's a case of not worrying what NXT do. It's keeping an eye on what AEW do. And hopefully next week and the third week and the fourth week, you see a small progression because you don't want to see a decline. No, um, no. So it's just it, it'll be that, works on, on, that works for both companies as well, I think, because you know. Um, but I mean that that's that's the, what what we're up to. We've had a great week. I mean, we've been a little bit critical of some aspects of the show uh, on both shows, but still. It's a Wednesday night, and we're fucking talking about it on a podcast. Uh, and we're talking about good quality wrestling, and we are picking little things. But that's part of what we do. We, you know, we, we that's part of the conversation. This for me this week has been tremendously positive. Dan, what's what's your thoughts? Well, it's not over yet, is it? Obviously, we've got SmackDown tonight on Fox. Are you two? Are you staying up to watch it, Joe, or not? Um. I'm tempted to. Um, I, I don't have Sky, so I'll have to um, look for uh, stream somewhere. I'm sure you'll find a way to watch NXT. wrestling. But, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm off this week, you see, so I'm tempted to. I am tempted. And I've never been tempted to stay up and watch Smackdown, but I think this week I'm, I'm all giddy, so I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> It, it feels like Christmas for wrestling fans. It's like a Christmas holiday yeah. week. My head's been all over the place. Th- th- working a working a third. I work, work Thursday. We're on about four hours sleep, and I'm thinking, is it Thursday today? Honestly, yeah. there's about half of the people in Preston who haven't had the windows clean this week. Um, <laughs> You'll soon come crashing down to earth on Sunday when you remember it's hell in a cell. Oh, hell in a cell. I'm staying up to watch that, actually. Three matches announced. Three matches. Should we talk about hell in a cell? Uh, yeah, I think I think we may we, we should touch on it uh, at least. Um, so three matches, uh, three matches announced. Do you need me to tell you what they are? <laughs> yeah, as, 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 I, as I Google frantically. Um, <laughs> we so, got go on. You you take it down. I've I've got my page up now. Right, we've got Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt. We've got Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks. And you're going to have to help me out. What's the third one? It's Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. Oh, I'm Um, I'm interested in all three of those matches, to be fair. Yeah. uh, What's happened? Why why Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns now tag team partners? Basically, uh, Rowan... And Rowan beat down Brian, Harper beat down Brian. Do you know what I mean? So they both like basically turned on Brian. Roman came out to make the save, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Daniel Bryan was healed. And then all of a sudden he was just like, do you people want to see Roman Reigns team up with Daniel Bryan? All the crowd start chanting yes. So hopefully they don't swerve us. I know this Daniel Bryan heel character is really good, but 
in a time where WWE are desperate for a babyface, I don't think they've really got any better than Daniel Bryan. So I'm hoping that it's not a swerve. But yeah, so Joe, what do you reckon? Seth Rollins against the Fiend. Who are you going with? Is it the, is it Bray Wyatt's time to win? Yeah, are we going to get the title off Rollins? I thought they were going for like a super long run with Rollins, but they can't build Bray Wyatt up and have him lose again. They've been they've done that so many times with Bray Wyatt, and um, if he he has to win on Sunday, surely. Um, so I'm. I'm thinking Bray Wyatt's going to win. Yeah, same here. I, I'll be I'll be annoyed if they have Seth win because they've got if the hot shot in Bray to the title match already, he has to win it. Yeah, they're going to take his legs out of him. So, um, you know, uh, you know, tonight we've got um, we've got on SmackDown, haven't we? I've just realised it's it's Brock versus uh, Kofi, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is indeed. That's nice to see. Obviously, I know Brock hasn't been on SmackDown for years, and that people are making a big deal out of it. But it's nice to have a actual big, big match, big singles match for a world title. Um, because it's, it's the first Fox show, isn't it? That's why they're going to yeah, throw everything yeah. at it. This is, well, they reckon that this might do like four million viewers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, do you know what? I might even. Uh, I might even have a watch myself, Christ. Um, yeah. I actually like the, the new logo as well. Uh, I think it looks quite cool. Uh, well, you've also you've got The Rock. You've got The Rock appearing. You've got Kevin Owens against Shane McMahon in a ladder match. So yeah. they're going all out, aren't they? I mean, maybe... I thought maybe they could end the Kofi-Brock match and say a DQ finish or something like that. And then, do you know what I mean? Have a rematch at Hell in a Cell. It does seem a bit strict. WWE always have both titles defended, don't they? Um yeah on pay-per-views, but maybe they'll give it a miss. But three matches, they're going to have to... You need at least another four or five matches announced for the pay-per-view, especially with how long WWE. The last pay-per-view had ten matches on. So from that to having three announced, they're going to have to announce a few tonight. Just to bounce off a a skew a little bit, um, we've had some news that you've told me today, well, you've both told me today via WhatsApp, um... And uh, something that come out last week about buy rates and pay-per-view buy rates. I think last week we heard um, the AAA's um, show in the garden that was actually moved to the Hulu Theatre, which is like a theatre underneath Madison Square Garden, um, was drew 66-0 pay-per-view buys um, when it streamed live. Um which is absolutely shocking. Um, we when we were in Madison Square Garden, they were actually doing the press conference when we were there for Mania. They were, weren't they? There was big posters up. It was they were trying to make a big deal out of this. Triple A has had some quite embarrassing moments um, over the course of the last year or so, um, with whether it be wrestlers being drunk in the ring, um, the um, the profile of. Uh, fans grabbing the girls and uh, at ringside. Um, I think you know it, it's just they've been getting bad press after bad press after bad press, and CMLL is actually to the point where they're now the the bigger promotion in Mexico, um, which hasn't been the case for a number of years. Um, Sixty pay per view buys, and then today you guys have told me that the ROH pay per view um, did. 1,500 buys, is that correct? 
less than 800. Yeah, under less 800. Than sorry, less than 800. Which, um, it hurts me as, as, as an ROH fan. Um, I think it's fair to say that ROH is certainly very much a promotion and transition um, at the moment. Say again. I wouldn't even say that. I think it's more of a downfall than a transition. But uh, it, it certainly can seem that way. Um, what I was delighted about was after I think it was final battle last year um, when the elite left, and I looked and I thought they've put, picked up Bandido, they've picked up Rush, uh, Rush, they've picked up um, Haskins. They've got Brody King and PCO coming in full time. They had Juice Jeff Robinson, Cobb. Tracy Williams, Jeff Cobb. And they're still there. Um, is, is, is it now time for, and I mean, Joe, uh, both give us your opinions on this. We'd like to start with Joe. Is it now time for uh, Delirious to step aside this book and let somebody it's else have a go? It was time for Delirious to, can I swear? No, you fucking can't. It was time to delirious to fuck off four years ago, but it was, it's, I mean, like you just rattled all those names off and none of them, I'll I tell you, I'll tell you what sums up ROH at the minute. Next Saturday is Glory by Honor. On the same show, they've got a battle royal, which is a battle royal for the number one contender to face Roosh on the same night. Also on the same pay-per-view, they've got a number one contender tournament to face Roosh at Final Battle. So they've got two number one contender matches on the same show. That just shows they've got no creativity. They've got no direction. They've got all these wrestlers. And, um, you know, you've got Marty Skull, you've got PCO. You just named them. And yeah. it's just pissing me off that you've got a company with this talented rock and the fact that this just stuck with this delirious fucking clown. But, you know, he should have been gone four years ago. Um, he's been there since 2010, 11, and he, he hadn't done anything of note creatively. Um, bookers tend to wear their stay out four to five years. You know, Gabe Sapolsky was, he was burnt out after six, five or six years. So, yeah, um, it's just it's just sad to see, and it's frustrating yeah, I, because... I think he's he's had his moments. The... the, the... The, the Hardys books feud um, yeah, got, got feud of the year um, three years ago. Uh, so but I guarantee you that that was Hardys and the books booking that everything everything created that the elite did was Cody and Marty. You know, Delirious doesn't have much to do with that. He probably just said, "Yeah, go." You know, cause it's new. The New Japan have the power over what they did, um, and I don't. Th- I, other than anything that you've just said with the Hardys, anything. Elite involved on New Japan. There's been nothing in the last few years that has been memorable. And Bully Ray had his stuff, but I know he's heavily involved uh, backstage. Um, and the one because money's not the problem. They've just given uh, Matt Taven a contract. The yeah. problem is creative, and it's just a show that meanders from one show to the next with just random match. And the matches are usually always good or very good, but there's nothing going on in the promotion. 
to make you say, well, I'm going to watch. Other than loyalty, there's nothing to make you say, right, I'm going to stay, make me, me stay. I'm going to stay up till one in the morning to watch Ring of Honor because I want to see this guy win. I want to see this guy get his vengeance or anything. There's nothing happening. Um, you know, and the last pay-per-view, Death Before Dishonor, it was six ninety-nine on fight, so it would have been about $10. That's quite cheap for the pay-per-view. And the fact is, less than 800 buys shows that people just aren't interested anymore. Um, and I don't see it ever changing until there's a change creatively. And if it was a football team, I'd be outside the Ring of Honor offices shouting <laughs> delirious out until I'm blue in the face. But I can't be eyes going. But you know what I mean? No, it's, a long, it's a long way just, to Baltimore. Yeah, it's frustrating. I'm the same as you, Danny. I mean, Ring of Honor, I, you know, they're one of my favourite companies. Um, so much good stuff to come out of there. So I just get frustrated and um, I'm trying to stop myself short from having a proper event here. But yeah. <laughs> uh, Dan, do you want to uh, finish anything up on that or is Joe pretty much hit the nail on the head? Chesterfield, right? Chesterfield, they were doing a really good job in League One a few years ago, right? They were playing Preston in the playoff semi finals with a chance to get in the championship. They were doing well, right? Fast forward to today, they're in the conference. They're about to go and play AFC Fylde on Tuesday night with a threat of relegation to the sixth tier of English football. That's Ring of Honor for me. Mm. They just need to, to know they need. Like you say, you just. You, I was listening to them. You've gone through the roster. That's a good roster. They've got Dragon Lee, Bandido, two of the hottest talents, not signed to WWE, AEW. They've got. Do you remember when we went to Fight Club Pro, Danny, and we saw Jake Atlas? Who look, we was like, oh, he looks good at him. He was yeah. wrestling on the tapings the other night. It's not that they've not got talent. Do you know what I mean? They've got yeah. Matt Taven, one of the best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, Matt, Matt, I mean, I've... I can see with Matt Taven, it's, it's, a, it's a thing of a bit, a, bit, a bit of Marmite. But I remember after Supercard of Honour in New Orleans, coming back and chatting to you in that yeah. um, the hotel with the weedy, um, the weedy smell in the reception. And we were saying, we were both saying, what does what does ROH do if they if New Japan pull the talent? And we we were both at a bit of a loss for for an answer. But the thing is, they've actually done it. They've gone out and got really good talent. The that aren't New Japan, uh, that aren't related to New Japan. So um, it's just it does seem to be the yeah. the, the creative side. Well, I I've mean, got a bit boys. Of Oh, go on. Two bits of news, right? First, Bandido is out of the Bolton tour for Ring of Honor. You're not the Bolton tour, the UK tour. So he won't Flamita, be resting on that. Flamita's replaced him. But it's breaking news, right? I'm just going to read this to you. ProWrestlingSheet.com. Former SmackDown announcer Tom Phillips has crossed the pond to begin his new role as a member of the NXT UK commentary team. Now that is a fall from grace. I thought he was all right. Yeah, I was going to say that the the stuff he did with Jericho and Odin's uh, was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, what do you think of that, Joel? Um, yeah, it's who does NXT UK now? Is it Nigel McGuinness and uh, Vic it, it, Yeah, but Vic Jones. He's been moved up to Yeah, so I think it's a reshuffling, but yeah, it's like you said, it's a fall from grace. Um, no one's watching NXT UK at the minute, especially now when you've got 
five or six other options. Mm. So um, it's yeah, yeah, surprising so, though. Looking forward to next week, boys. Is um, I know we've announced Walter versus uh, Kashida, uh, and also in NXT. What's the other match we've got? Another big match. Leo Rush, Leo Rush, and um, Drew Gulak for yeah. the new cruiserweight championship, which looks fantastic. Um, and it, it, have we got, have we heard any match announcements for um, for, for AEW? Well, this is a good point. This they they didn't really. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the show, I was saying this on the other show. They should be putting up graphics as they're going off air. With next week, we have this, we have that. Next week, Danny, they've got John Moxley against uh, Spears. Yeah, they've got Private Party versus the Young Bucks. Two pretty big matches and. That should be one of the last things that's said on commentary. Join us next week as we've got a great match. John Moxley versus Sean Spears. The Young Bucks versus Private Party all on AEW Dynamite. But in, I don't, maybe they did say that, but I don't remember that. No, both well, shows I were guilty of it. Yeah, yeah I both mean, shows were guilty. But, well, at least, at least NXT threw up the graphics because I saw both the graphics on there. But yeah, spot on there, that, that's something you, you should be promoting for you next week. You've got the viewers. Let's keep them. Um, okay, well, that, that sounds like something good to look forward to. Before we go, um, Dan, have you been watching any other wrestling this week? Have you anything caught your eye? Are you taking the piss? How am I going to find time to watch any other wrestling? <laughs> hey, that, Danny, Danny, are you saying that there's a big night of wrestling next week? Tonight, you can even make a big night of wrestling. Impact is on. Impact often gets overlooked, but they moved to they moved to Tuesdays, didn't they? That's on tonight in the UK, I think, at 11 o'clock. And then SmackDown at 1, so you can have four hours of wrestling if you want tonight. Impact again. Do you know what? I feel so guilty because every time I watch it, it's yep. good. And every time I hear somebody talk about it, it's really positive. And yet, I just don't feel like I've got the time to, to watch it. Joe, what about yourself? Are you you be tuning in tonight to Impact? What? No, um... Uh, yeah. I feel like I want to watch more wrestling, but um, yeah. I, I haven't watched Impact in a while, um, so I would You've not have a clue what's going on. As well, you at some point. I'll tell you what I did watch. I watched. A, I got sent a clip, a YouTube, a match on YouTube. It was Timothy Thatcher versus Daniel Maccabee. Um, the name of the promotion escapes me. It's a Canadian one, uh, one, two, three battle or something like that. Worth checking out. It's only twenty minutes, but yeah, that's for something else. If you've got twenty minutes to spare, but um, yeah. Yeah, Timmy Pavach is great, isn't he? Um, but yeah, um, SmackDown tonight. Well, I put, I don't, I don't know, it's either tonight or tomorrow. And then um, Hell in a Cell Sunday, and then we go again next week. Well, next week, um, me and young Joseph will be at Progress Chapter 96, I want to say. Is that right, Joe? Yeah, we're going to be at Progress yeah. in Manchester. Um, everybody seems to be quite excited about the card I'm not overly excited about the card to be quite honest with you um, but it's going to be a good time meet up with good people and then in a few weeks we are going um, we've booked tickets to go and see Ring of Honor because of the Ring of Honor loyalists that we are Dan are you making a trip down to Bolton? Well it, I was having to wait till the day because we've got Blackburn at home on the Saturday and Ooh. If we win, I'll probably be out. So, and if we lose, you might see me there. 
I need someone to help me hold me a delirious out banner so people... <laughs> that would be great. How's the tickets going for that? Because when I checked last time, it looked pretty bleak. If yeah, they sold a few more with the match announcements, I, I got them. Yes. Yeah, I got them yesterday. It looked a bit healthier, but it was. It, it, it's still. I, I don't think you'll struggle to get a ticket on the day, Dan. Put it like that. Yeah, what time did it start? Have they reduced the prices? Because it was 30 quid last time I checked. Uh, no, they've, they've taken the £70 tier out. So they've made the front three 50, I think. Or the front row 70, and then it's 50, 2 and 3, and then it's 30 um, for the rest. Um, but like the premium seats, the £50 seats, I think, had stretched back to the 10th row, and then it was um, it was 30. But they, they basically moved them all up to cheaper seats. Right. All right. Well, hopefully I'm not there because it means we've won. But yeah, if we lose, I'll probably be crying in my bedroom. If if a draw, if it's a draw, I'll go. No worries. Right. Well, what we'll do is there is. Uh, I think we can end this there. We can say our goodbyes. Joe, I'll be honest with you. It's been great to have you on, mate. It's uh, it's great to have a little bit of um, you know, me and Dan can be quite stubborn in our thoughts. And it's great to have somebody to bounce that off. I hope you can join us again soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I second that, Joe. I feel like, you know, when like a, an international star comes to like progress and after the match, yeah. all the crowd chant, please come back. Well, I'm not going to chant, please come back, but you're more than welcome next week or whenever we next record. I'll uh, have a look at the diary. Yeah, yeah. But it's international yeah, weekend. I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. Look at yeah. Joe. Look at Joe there. Check the schedule. Treat, treat them mean and keep them keen. Love yeah. it. I'll let you know. <laughs> no kisses. Well, well, no kisses. Well, listen, we've, we've had a great time tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. Guys, please like, subscribe and rate the podcast. It's really helpful if you do. Uh, you can follow me at Twitter. I now have a new Twitter handle. It's at Danny NW Pod. At Danny NW Pod. Dan, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, we've got some followers on Twitter. It's at Neutral Res. Um, listen to the other show, WWE versus AEW. Um, yeah, well, that's about it. Really, if anyone's made it this far, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Joe, you're you're a bit bit aloof with your publicity. Do you do you want to plug anything? Your Facebook, your MySpace, anything? Hashtag delirious help. <laughs> 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 fantastic okay and we'll end it on there thank you very much for listening we've enjoyed it have a good week good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you sorry I'll start again <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you shut up your Lancashire prick <laughs> <laughs>